Hello everyone and welcome back to Women in PBE. You're with Madison and Emily and this is PBE from our perspective. Welcome. We are joined with two players from the league today. Um, the recently appointed 66ers co-GM Maddie Ice and a fellow woman in PBE, Jess. So welcome to the both of you and thank you for being here. Um, thanks for having me. Thank, <laughs> thank you guys for having us. That's our pleasure. So Jess, introduce us to Peter Beecham. Does he have any career goals? Um, um, what minus team was he in? <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, Parker, quote, peanut butter Beecham, is, uh, he's a socially awkward shortstop from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, <laughs> he, he has uh, goals of wanting to be the best player he can be. Um, winning some stuff would be nice. Uh, he wants to make his parents proud, mostly. Um, and I play for the Chicago Kingpins in the minors, so that was a good time. Made the playoffs a couple of times. Had a really good rookie year, and then it was all downhill from there. sounds good well maddie congratulations on your new co-gm role which is my Mm co-gm um just introduce us to benny the jet rodriguez and how has he enjoyed the minors and does he have any career goals moving on uh, first off, I want to say thank you. It's definitely uh, nice to finally get into that GM role. I've been trying for a while now. But um, Benny is, uh, I mean, if you've kind of watched The Sandlot, you kind of, that's kind of where his, uh, he's been, you know. He's based off Benny the Jet from The Sandlot. Um, kind of career goals really is try to be the best player that there has ever been. Um, uh, minors, I've enjoyed it pretty well. I've had a good um uh, Good career there. Uh, currently, I think I am the league, uh, the career leader in average for minor league hitter. So that's pretty nice. But uh, definitely want to continue that on into the majors and everything like that. I um I didn't watch the Sandlot Kids until I think about four years ago, and I was like, why have I never watched this? And I was with a bunch of Year Sevens, so in Australia that's about twelve years old. So they're literally twelve years. Um, <laughs> And I had to, I was, there was a few of us in rotation and it was a day of activities. And so there was a couple of teachers and we took our work into the room and supervised them watching this movie. (laughs) And I was just like, I got no work done. This this movie was so interesting. And then I rewatched it um, end of last year with my husband um, because my sister was around and I mean, she's now 12, literal 12 years well. So I was like, oh, this is so exciting. It's still really good. I really like this film. And then it clicked that I was like, oh, that's why Benny the Jet Rodriguez is so familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, long story to get to that point. All righty. Jess, how do you get straight into the hard-hitting questions? How do you enjoy being a woman in in the league? (laughs) Are there any challenges? Um, if you could make things better for you in the league, what would you do? Um, so I guess I can qualify by saying I, I don't know anything else. I like being a woman because that's all I know. <laughs> but um, I, I guess I like it enough or I wouldn't still be here. Um, but uh, I think I think the challenges for me so far have been um, – like less related to being a woman and just related to not knowing anything about baseball. <laughs> um, Cause uh, I, I 
know a lot more about hockey and I started in hockey and then kind of fell into baseball a few years ago. So I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll claim my like hockey affiliate PTs um, a lot of the time, but I, I think I try to challenge myself by like saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the baseball PT this week um, <laughs> just to, to challenge myself to write about something that I know a little bit less about. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, learning new terminology in a sport that I'm not as familiar with. So that's probably my biggest challenge. Yep. Um, can't really think of any changes off the top of my head that I would make, but um, I'm very loud. So if I think of them, I'm sure someone will hear about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's a good way so, to be in general. Hmm. Yeah. Jess, you mentioned that you were in the Hockey League 2. Are these kind of the only two sim leagues you're in? Are you in more? And no, just the two. Of- <laughs> just the two yeah so what kind of made you start with pbe um honestly uh i was really bored because of this pandemic (laughs) (laughs) um so i've been in the shl for over two years now and um at first that kind of kept me busy but then like i started working from home full-time and i had a lot more free time in my hands and it's been a really weird year um but uh i honestly I, i just put it off as long as i did because of the the knowledge gap between you know, how much I, how comfortable I felt with my hockey knowledge versus how uncomfortable I feel with my baseball knowledge. And that's, that's really, that was all that was holding me back all the time. And then I, I kind of fell in love with baseball and it was all, it was just inevitable from there. How have you like kind of along the way, like learned more about baseball? Do you watch like games now more and learn more about it or how have you gotten comfortable with it? I do. I watched spring training games this year, which is uh, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty sad. But um, yeah, no, I, I watch it a lot. I ask my husband a lot of questions because he's he's really into baseball. So I think he's he's like, oh, no, this is you're going to this is another thing like hockey where you're going to get more into it than me. And then now you're going to ask me all these questions. And then in a year, you're going to be embarrassing me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what happened with hockey. Um but uh, yeah, I, I watch a lot. I ask a lot of questions. Um, I ask the guys in the locker room a lot of questions. They're very nice and answer all of them for me. Um, so yeah, I do that. A lot of Googling and I learn a lot when I'm trying to write my fake baseball narrative and I need to know something for a, for some, some story nonsense. I look it up. So, <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Are you me? <laughs> <laughs> Google is constantly open. I'm constantly feeling like I'm asking <laughs> stupid questions. I'm like, um, just a question. What's error? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is negative. Is that bad? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is error bad? Yeah. I'm like, so four in a season, is that good? They're just like, that is great. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I'll keep going. Good, good, good. <laughs> oh, funny. Well, Maddie, what made you join PBE, and is this the only sim league that you're in? Uh, so for me, um, I joined about. It's been about a year now that I've been in the league, and I joined like I was just I was bored, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I played baseball my whole life. I played all the way up to college, and I played some uh, semi-professional baseball in independent leagues, cool. and not getting to play is kind of, you know, I, I missed it, and I saw the advertisement for this on reddit and i was like you know what i'm gonna join this and see what it's all about um so that's kind of why i wanted to join pbe um which has led me to actually joining uh another league which is called the scfsl 
okay. uh, Super Casual Football League. Um, and I'm actually a GM over there as well. Wow, that's awesome. Cool. So if you've been in here for a couple of years, then, Maddie, is the, Benny your second player or? Yeah, so Benny is my second player. Um, the My first player, I made the mistake of trying to base him off myself, <laughs> of off my playing career. Yeah. And um, I unfortunately had some things come up in uh, real life that I had to step away from and I came, I became inactive, uh, inactive for a little bit. Um, and then, uh, luckily I had a great GM, a couple of great GMs who brought me back into the league and Shu and Max. And, um, they made me, they helped me fall in love with the league just like they did. And that's actually, you know, Shu and Max are both the reasons I am a co-GM now because of them. And so I thank them a lot for everything that they've given me. <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah, because you just mentioned a year, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> doesn't quite yeah. with players." So there must be another one there. <laughs> um, yep. And Jess, if you've been in here or if you started last year, um, I'm guessing Parker Beecham is your first. If you've already been playing, the he is my first. Yeah, yes, yeah, you've been playing for. Season. It was May of last year that I joined, so not quite a year. Okay, yep, cool, right. Um, so when we asked um, Hummus and Shu last week if COVID um, saw more players, <laughs> you guys both were in that box. Yeah, you two are <laughs> two yeah, examples of that. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. So, um, Jess and Maddie, you are – well, one thing I thought when joining the Sim League was how will I find time to play because, you know, Australia was a fair bit different plus teaching and whatever else. But you both have children. So how do you fit Sim Leagues around just general life and children? Uh, Jess, if you want to go first. Sure, yeah. Um, so I am really lucky. I mentioned before we started that I, my kiddo is in daycare during the week. So, um, and I work from home full time now, which is very nice because I was commuting like three hours round trip, um, before all of this and being able to be home and have those three hours for myself instead of three hours of sitting on a train and driving is very nice. Um, but yeah, she still goes to daycare because I do still have to work. So during the day, um, my job is kind of on call. Um, a lot of the time I, I have downtime while I'm waiting for people to need me. Yeah. So I uh, I have a lot of downtime during the week to devote to my, my fake sports. Um, and my baby's also at an age where she has a really set bedtime. She goes to bed at 7 p.m. every night. Um, so I have a little bit of downtime in the evenings. And that's when I do my like uh, podcasting and locker room nonsense. Um I think it's a little bit weird. I'm a little bit reversed because I think for most people, like weekends are their downtime, but weekend days are like usually when I have my hands most full with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so those are actually the hardest times for me to get anything done recreationally. No, I hear ya. I hear ya. <laughs> uh, we also have a very separate time, which is 7 p.m. <laughs> um, the baby is in bed just a bit before that by about 6.30 and then the toddler's in bed by 7. So, yeah, we get the evenings to um, watch stuff and do PVE and whatever. <laughs> Maddie, how do you fit it all in? Uh, for me, um, I'm a single, I was a single dad when I started all this. So I split time with my daughter's mom. And so kind of the, for me, a lot of the times was uh, when her, she was with her mom, I would, that's when I would get, you know, my updates in my PTs and everything like that. Um, now with everything, um, it's a big help 
because she's going back to school now. She's in kindergarten. So, you know, she's gone throughout the day. Um, that's when I can get kind of get things done. And then like everyone else, she does have a set bedtime. It's seven 30. So a little bit longer, but, um, so once she's down, when she's ready for bed and I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with my fiance and we're either watching stuff or I'm on the computer finishing up some work and, or, uh, you know, throwing in some tasks and stuff like that to get everything done. Uh, but it, it, it definitely was difficult at the beginning when I first started, uh, just because I was still, when I first started, it was just right before COVID. So I was still working full time and still trying to be a full time dad and everything like that. So it, it definitely made it a little bit difficult, but I think I found a, I've, I have found a good balance now, uh, in between both. That's good. Nice. Well, yeah, for both of you, what's your favorite thing about PBE? I think the community, definitely. It's just like, you know, being able to do fake sports with other people who don't think fake sports are dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and, and just getting, having that, that community there while I'm learning this new thing. Um, I think it's really cool to be back in the phase of learning to appreciate something where I'm like learning something new about it every time I watch a game. So that just getting to have that excitement back and getting to share that with other people who like the same thing is just really cool. Yeah, yeah, I would say for me too, it has to be the community. Um, I mean, I've made a lot of really good friends here. Um, Shoes, one of my, I mean, we've known each other for a year now, but he's still like, he, I consider him a, a very good friend of mine, somebody who I could reach out to, even if it's things that aren't in you know, the league, if it's something I need to talk about outside of uh, the league, I'm sure, he, you know, he'd sit down and listen to me and all that stuff. And so that that's the big thing for me is the friends and the community. It's been great. Like uh, Jess said, enjoying fake baseball with a bunch of people that don't think baseball, fake baseball is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's just funny that like we get so involved in something that is we all consider fake baseball. Like, <laughs> it's funny that we've said it multiple times on the podcast, so we can't be the only ones that say this. Like, <laughs> oh, um, Maddie, any challenges or surprises about being a co-GM that you didn't really expect? Uh, right now, uh, it's the amount of Discord uh, servers <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in quite a few uh, just regular. And then once I joined the league, it was joining locker rooms and things like that. And once I became a co-GM, it added about another four or five. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like just trying to manage uh, keeping up to date with everything that's going on. Obviously, everything doesn't concern me, but I like to be up to date with everything that's going on in the league, especially now being a co-GM. So, you know, seeing the new creates that are coming in, seeing who's going to free agency, um, all that stuff. So it, it's definitely, it definitely can be a task to, um, to make sure that you're, you're focused on everything. But I mean, it, it's definitely a lot of fun and I'm glad she gave me the opportunity. Yeah. I, um, I was talking to somewhere. I was like, Oh, there's a new player. And um, I think Mounties got him, but his name was, he was named after and like is a copy of the Milwaukee Bears um, mascot. I was like, I joked mm. in the war room saying, haha, good luck taking him away from Bruce City Bears. Um, so I knew about him, whatever else. Anyway, Mounties ended up getting him. 
I think maybe, maybe we didn't now. Um, <laughs> and so I was just like, I'd be a bad GM Emily if I didn't know that that player created. I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, you're like, don't step on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back this GM business. <laughs> um, okay. Um, right. Cool. So, no, yeah. So, yeah, adding extra discords. Did the same thing happen with the SCFL or not that many as PBE? Um, not that many as PBE. I mean, the SCFL uh, is very, it's very casual. I mean, it's in the name. It's uh, <laughs> all you have to do. It's nothing like the PBE where you have to, you have PTs, JPTs, uh, activity checks, picture chain, uh, media, all that stuff. It's really all it is. It's like an activity check and that's it. As a GM, you just really have to set in the roster, the depth chart, and your playbooks. That's really all you have to do, and you can get that done within a couple hours if you have time on a Sunday or a Monday, whatever it is. So definitely not as uh, time-consuming uh, as a GM for the PBE, but it, there's still some, you know, it's a little bit more than just being a regular player. Yeah. Still super casual, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for both of you, what is something either about you or your players that you think would surprise PB and whoever's listening to this? I don't really, I mean, as far as my character, I don't really have a lot of secrets. I think everyone knows that I uh, <laughs> have been pretty open about all of my personal canon, whether anyone wanted to read it or not. Um, so that's basically all out there if people want to go and spend a long time reading about my fake baseball player. Um so yeah, there's not really anything I don't think that would surprise them about him because I, I never shut up about him. I guess an interesting thing about me that people might not suspect is like I have actually done a whole lot of traveling in my life. Um, that's that's a very exciting thing, I think. Um, I can't wait to get back to that once this pandemic has cleared up somewhat. But I've been all over the place. I've been to like England and Denmark and Sweden. I spent a month in Australia. I've been to a lot of places uh, here in the U.S., um, and also I've been learning Swedish for about four years and I can read and write it at about a second grade level ish. Nice. Wow. Good so. job. So cool. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place? A favorite place? Uh, it's Stockholm in Sweden. It was, I would, I would live there in a heartbeat. <laughs> so you can understand all the instructions in an Ikea thing. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> understands that. <laughs> Sometimes I do know what the names mean, though. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I just can't pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my pronunciation's terrible because I've never spoken it with anybody because, like, even when you go to Sweden, they all speak English. And so mm -hmm. no one will speak Swedish with you if you're not, like, completely fluent because it's not worth the trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> my accent is horrible, but I can read it. <laughs> um, how did you find Australia? Um, my family actually had church friends there okay. when, when I was growing up, uh, not to get too deep into my weird backstory, but I was, uh, raised in a really, really weird, uh, sub branch of, of non-mainstream Christianity that, uh, put us in touch with a lot of other weird people across the, the globe. So, uh, that <laughs> my dad always knew people in Australia growing up. And so when I graduated from college, that was their graduation present to me oh, nice. was to send me to go be with the church people oh, in Australia yeah. Yeah. for a month. And then I, uh, ended up spending a week with a girlfriend that they didn't know that I had in Brisbane. So <laughs> <laughs> there's the, uh, there's the backstory. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm about eight hours away from Brisbane, north, 
I did a week there, and then I spent uh, the rest of the month in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, so some people don't consider that Australia. <laughs> um, but I think only Australians will really get that joke, and I think there's only, well, sorry, um, only one other person that will hear that. So, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, Maddie, any surprises? Um, I mean, I don't know if there's much surprises about Benny. I mean, his whole backstory is a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for me, um, I don't know if a lot of people know. Um, I have said it a few times on podcasts and things like that. But I did play, like I said, semi-professional baseball, um, played college baseball. uh, So I played against a lot of guys that we watch now. Um, And so it's like, it's definitely hard to see sometimes be like hey i played against that guy why am i not playing out there um but you know things happen but yeah so definitely i played semi-professional baseball in the cape cod league during college um so played against guys like bryce harper uh, jock peterson chris bryant um all sorts of guys like that that are around my age um actually played high school baseball against Jock peterson in the I was telling the other GMs the other night about the story, but I struck him out his, the first time he faced me. So I was pretty hyped out, hyped about that. And then the next two at bats, he took me deep. So <laughs> there goes that. That's why he's in the show and I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. So good job for um, getting where you did. Um, who, again, to both of you, uh, who is your favorite sports hero of the PBE? So who do you, who like, who would you look up to within all of the players that we've had or that are currently playing? (laughs) Well, canonically, I've written that Parker looks up to Stevie, so unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to mention Stevie, so... (laughs) That's 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 written written into the narrative now. So unfortunately, that's unavoidable. <laughs> but like, I mean, for me personally, like, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I did read that media article over the weekend, so <laughs> I kind of <laughs> guessed that one. <laughs> I mean, for for me personally, I think the person who's like actually kept me here is CMac because after I after I like hit the miners cap and all that, I was kind of coasting for a little bit and didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had gotten drafted, but I was like, not really, I hadn't really made the connection yet. And he was like always checking in with me and stuff and, you know, helping me build my player. And I think that really just kept me engaged. And now I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. So he doesn't have to do that anymore. But (laughs) credit, credit to him there for uh, keeping people from just drifting away. I mean, he's in my minors um, locker room with being in the Mounties. And yeah, he does that with a lot of new new rookies that aren't just rookies. (laughs) So that's nice I'm see. laughing at Tom Riddle. I'm not laughing at C-Mac. <laughs> 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 oh. um, Maddie. Uh, for me, um, I never really had like a, a hero that I had looked up to for my player, but I'd have to go the same way for me. It, it you know, and I've shouted him out a couple of times, but Shu's definitely been the person that uh, kept has kept me in this league and has gotten me to where I, I want to be and helped out so much. So definitely everything he's done. Um, and it's funny because I think our, our, 
his player Tom Shu and my first great uh, uh, Matthew Lane were in the same draft class. Uh, we created around the same time, so it's just it's for him to get to where he's gotten and to make such an impact on a lot of people in our locker room and in the league and everything like that. It's it's tremendous to see, and it's definitely something that I strive to be able to help with and uh, be able to do be just you know, be similar to him in that aspect. That's nice. He'll be listening to this and um, he'll melt a bit. Yes, he will be listening to that. <laughs> just like preening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear about it in the locker room and he's it's just I'm not going to hear the end of it. <laughs> well, going back to Jess, what are three things that you like about the Boise Raptors? I mean, obviously the locker room, uh, if I, you know, I've, I've always said like, if, if, if I don't have a good locker room, it's, I'm not going to stick around because I, I, I need that personal connection. Um, and we, we have a really fun locker room. Like we do trivia together and we have game nights and it feels like a big family. So I really, that's probably the, the best thing to me. Um, I really like that nobody seems to treat me any differently because I'm a girl, um, or because I know nothing about baseball. <laughs> so everybody's very nice and helpful and doesn't seem to judge me. And if they do, at least they're not telling me to my face. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, also, purple is actually my favorite color. So we'll put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Purple's my favorite. And Maddie, what are three things that you like about the 66ers? Uh, it's definitely the locker room as well. Um I know you've been in there for a couple seasons now and you see how yeah. active everyone is and you see, you know, it, it's just, it, I'm same way as Jess is if there's not an active locker room, I'm not going to really be involved. Um, I don't like talking to no one when I'm trying to, you know, get <laughs> throw some things out there in the locker room. So it's nice to that. There's always somebody there that will respond and, you know, there's, a lot of people that are involved and very passionate about the team. And it's definitely something that I truly love. Um, and then, I mean, just being able to hang out and uh, bullshit with everybody. Sorry, sorry for the language if that was, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just be able to hang out and uh, enjoy having a good time uh, watching the team do well. Uh, even if the team isn't doing well, it's, you know, we still will, We'll try to make the best of things. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, sub question to that. Have you been in um, 66s and then not do well? Yes. Yeah. So the, the first <laughs> yeah. season we didn't do too well. And then uh, the season before last year, we weren't, uh, we didn't do too well. Okay. Um, so it been hasn't been so great. It's hard to remember when we did bad. <laughs> exactly. It, it's hard to remember. I mean, I mean, I attribute to the four years in a row making the World Series and losing and not doing well. So that's that's there. But you know, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely nice to be on a team that has a pedigree of being a winning team. Um, but you know, everybody goes through their their peaks and their valleys. Yes. Um, so I notice, um, Jess, you're often commenting on streams. Maddie, I think I might have seen you a couple <laughs> of times. Um, mm -hmm. What do you like about watching them and 
what's the best part about the streams? Um, I like watching to see whether someone's going to pronounce Beecham right. <laughs> uh, no, it's fun to, it's fun to like, you know, cheer for the team with other people and, you know, give the streamers a hard time. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a good community activity. I think it's my, uh, it's not just the community of it's a lot of fun locker room <laughs> like the whole yeah you know being able to get out there and because you never know like you you're in a locker room and you're like okay everybody in this locker room knows who i am i've i'm loud and obnoxious here but then you realize like you go in like the pb main discord and you're like nobody in here knows who i am yeah. i've been here a year and i'm complete unknown <laughs> um but uh yeah it's it's nice to to be able to you know shoot the shit with people who are not on your team yeah it's a lot of fun i um i was i because now that i'm on leave i can watch a few more streams um well i can watch streams for full stop <laughs> i wasn't able to before because <laughs> always during my work day and because i was still having to go to work i can't really teach and have the stream on um but i noticed <laughs> that like names don't always line up with discord names or whatever else yeah so i'll go back in my discord i was like hey who's this person <laughs> um, and the first person i did that with was actually my own gms <laughs> so um aw is my gm but on the stream name it's a y d u b and then like 13 and mm. I just hadn't phonetically spelt it out to realize <laughs> who it was. I was just like, Hey guys, who's this person on uh Twitch? And then my GM's like, why? I was like, Oh no, I'm just wondering. I can't figure it out. He goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> of course. Anyway, All the other ones that I've asked hasn't been anyone in our locker room. <clears> so <throat> that makes me again, feel less silly about that. Um, Maddie, what do you like about streams? Um, for me, it's, I, I, when I first started, I wasn't catching a lot of the streams, but when I would catch, it was nice to see, you know, the games and see the team win and everything like that. But now that I've been able to catch a lot of the streams and just be able to enjoy the time, it's the, the being able to interact with everybody. And, you know, when there's a play that's made, everybody freaks out or when somebody hits a, uh, there's a pass ball and then hits a walk-off home run, you know, it's, it's great to see. <laughs> when has so, that happened? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's, it's nice to be able to enjoy. It's like going to an actual baseball game at a stadium, especially in a time where, you know, now there's barely anybody allowed in stadiums. You know, that was always my favorite thing was being able to go to a baseball game and enjoy it with everyone that's there. So that's kind of how I attribute it the streams as we're going to a baseball game all together and we're all fans and we're just being able to enjoy the game of baseball. So that's what I really love about it. That's cool. And you can talk to everyone of the fans, not just the people around you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I know we've talked a lot about like the locker rooms and just like the community in there, but what do you guys personally contribute to make it more fun and how do you really get involved in the locker room oh i just annoy the hell out of everybody <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, I i host like our jackbox nights so i do that on my computer and those are fun um we have a song game that we play and we like take turns 
running the the forum and hosting mm-hmm. each round of that. So that's fun. I just try and I try and be a a positive presence no matter where I am. I think there's enough dreadful things in this world. So I, I just yeah I just try and hype people up obnoxiously <laughs> at every opportunity. Um, like you mentioned it before though, trivia night. That's pretty cool doing that in a locker room, like and hosting games yeah. and whatnot. That's cool. We have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So, buddy, what wow. do you do to make the sixty sixes or and or the Raptors? Because you're in both. Fun. <laughs> uh, so I haven't been as active in the Raptors just because I'm still down and with the 66ers, and so I'm a lot more active in that one. But I, I definitely uh, lurk in the the um, <laughs> Boise the Raptors uh, locker room, and I, I, you know, like Jess says, I participated in the song game, uh, which I love because I love music. So it's nice to see everybody, <laughs> everybody's taste in music and everything like that. Um, but that was one of the things that when I was being recruited or, uh, being scouted by CMAC was, you know, I was like, Oh, I love trivia and I love doing everything. And that was like one of the things that sold me. It was like, Oh yeah, we have a <laughs> trivia night and everything. I was like, Oh, I love it. So, uh, I haven't really gotten to join in yet just because of it's happened like when I'm working or if I have other things going on, but I can't wait to be a part of that. But as for the 66ers locker room, it's, you know, just getting everybody engaged, talking about the week, um, uh, cracking jokes about shoe being bad at uh, baseball and everything's like everything like that. Or it's his birthday. Uh, yeah. Or it's his birthday. Yes. I'm. <laughs> it's usually. I'm usually the one to say happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> I think 78 now. I think. I think he's about 78 <laughs> years old. Uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, happy birthday, shoe! If you listen to this. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so uh, you know, it's just just trying to keep everybody engaged, especially now as a co GM. It's you know, uh, it, I try to take a lot, a little bit more pride in that, getting everybody going. Um, I know when I was working overnights, I was always the first one to tell everyone like, "Hey, good morning," uh, because I'm still at work and everyone's just waking up. <laughs> so, but it, it's basically just you know, just keeping everybody involved and you know, um, getting everybody hyped about how they've been doing, um, especially with the season we've had. We have. So many players. We have two guys that are up for pitcher of the year, a guy that's up for reliever of the year. Uh, we have uh, two MVP, MVP candidates, and I think almost every one of our players is winning a silver slugger or a cold glove. So it's just having everybody um, uh, see how their players are doing. And I think that's a big thing, too, is uh, being able to root for your player and see how well they're doing. So that definitely helps it be a fun locker room. Yes. Um I mean, this is our podcast, so we can talk about ourselves too. But just seeing how much Tex Walker has sucked and is like so ineligible for any of the things that he was, you know, doing from last season. And then I had to move to the other majors and completely ruin all my chances. Um, I mean, I think I'm still eligible, but I just did not play well. So that has put me out of the running um but no it's exciting when you get so many in one team because although the Mounties have not done super well over the last couple of seasons um we have had a lot of top achieving individual players which just doesn't make sense um but here we go so (laughs) yeah having quite a few people and it's not just like hey I got silver slugger and like it's the only person who's talking about it is you like (laughs) yeah exactly all 
um, contribute to it. So, um, yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of text, uh, you know, my whole goal was my whole motivating factor for the season was to beat, to go up against text in the MVP race. Um, <laughs> I remember a little Twitter, yeah. Twitter uh, thing back and forth. So, uh, you know, it, 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 everybody has their down seasons, everything like that. But uh, what was it? Your first game up, you hit a home run, didn't you? And you're like first at bat or something. Yes. I, so we knew, cause I don't, I think, don't think it was on stream. I think it was just one of the quick box things. I'd taken my dad, mm. daughter to daycare, got back in the car and then discord was like going off. And I'm like, what have I missed? <laughs> um, like, oh my God, great. Go Emily, roar, roar, go text. I was just like, what happened? Because I wasn't watching. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Simo spoke to Enoch, got the game file because Simo's got the game. So we watched it and yeah, it was my first at bat in my first careers game. And yeah, got an RBI and a home run. I was like, that is nice. pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if that will happen. <laughs> I feel like that's what everybody dreams of in their first at bat is hitting a home run. Yeah, and I was talking to Shane. I'm like, where in my stats has – um does this like I didn't think I was like a power hitter yes I just think it's the luck of the sim I was like okay cool <laughs> yep good to, know. Yeah. good to know I can replicate that super easily <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing to make this happen <laughs> you're right I mean I've had a lot of conversations about where I should put TPE when I was still bank I was still not capped um and then, yeah, texted so well and then I had to bank and I'm like, well, this year, well, last the season is just concluding. I was like, statistically, me who knows nothing about baseball, shouldn't I be just as good as last year? No, apparently <laughs> yep. not. But, no, I'm banking about, I don't know, 200 TPU. That was fun. So, oh, um, Anyway, how do you both feel when your character plays well? Benny and Parker. I mean, that's like the most fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like obviously, as somebody who who enjoys writing about my player being emo and working through his struggles, it's it's nice <laughs> to like mix it up with some positivity in there. So, like the like the first half of this season, he was playing really well. Like I was batting over three hundred. It was like, it was a good time, um, and like he eventually cooled off, which I knew was going to happen. But uh, yeah, it was fun to have something something different and exciting to write about there. I don't know what I'm going to do if he actually like turns out to be good at baseball. Um, I'll have to like just write about happy stuff all the time, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, you can certainly write, and you write really nicely. So even if that's the case, um, I'm well, sure thank you. Can turn it around. <laughs> 50 different ways to write Parker Beecham hitting a home run. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie, how do you feel when Benny plays well? Uh, for me, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's, you take pride in it. Um, especially uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, C-Mac actually pointed out to me a couple of times, um, but I started the season out pretty slow uh, by the end of May, I was only batting 248. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to have a down year. This was the year I was hoping to be an MVP candidate, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Um, but I was expecting to have a down year. And, but, you know, still, as the 66ers kept going and going, uh, Benny started getting hotter and hotter. And all of a sudden, 
I am now, you know, I was in the running for MVP. And so it, 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 I take a lot of pride into it. I know I don't really do much. I just decided where <laughs> stat, where, where points go and everything like that. But it, it's, it's a lot of fun to see your player do so well. And I mean, Tex can probably, t- uh, you know, seeing Tex win an MVP had to be, you know, had to be a really good experience. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I do take a lot of pride in the team doing well. That's where I think I have the most fun is seeing everybody, you know, seeing the 66ers break the win record for a second year in a row. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and so yeah, that's where I, mean, I have that, a lot yeah. of fun and <laughs> <laughs> being able to be a part of that. That's where it seems to be the funnest for me. Yeah, no, it's good when you can um, revel with your entire team and yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, that's kind of all the questions that we had, formal questions at least. Um, But you guys feel free to add your input in the rest of the podcast. But before that, do you guys have any questions for us? Um, That's really Jess, do you have anything? I don't think so. (laughs) I do have have one. Uh, So, uh, Emily, Simo's your uh, husband, correct? Yes. Um, how, how, uh, how is seeing on the outside looking in, what do you see him dealing with as a GM? And I guess the kind of question goes for you as well, Madison, since you are with, uh, you know, dating shoe and everything like that. Um, I guess, um, well, he doesn't really talk to me a lot. I, that sounds terrible as a <laughs> husband and wife. Um, <laughs> we talk plenty. <laughs> um, I think... Because, you know, so much of a co-GM or a GM's role is, like, explicit to that locker room, they can't really talk about much. Um, Mm -hmm. He was a co-GM when it was my first season and I'm, like, looking to get drafted and whatever else. Um, And, look, a lot of people were just like, oh, surely you know where you're going. I was like, well, no, because that would be a leak and – he would get fined for that. <laughs> so, like, I literally knew nothing. What made it worse, uh, and I think the only bad thing about having him as a GM is that he randomly told me out of the day, I, I don't even know what we were doing. He was, like, maybe doing dishes in the kitchen after dinner. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what you drafted to. I was like, no. <laughs> like, I knew, I knew that he would have known before me because, obviously, he's in that locker room. Like, he's in that Discord chat. But to say, I know where you're drafted several days before. Like, <laughs> now I can't think of anything else like outside of this. So that's like, thanks for that, but all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think though, um, oh, I thought of one other thing, but oh yeah. So yeah, because he takes his, the, he takes the role of it very seriously. There was some really small starting discussions about me being traded away from the Mounties um, in order to like benefit and help next picks and whatever. Mm. Um, He didn't say anything to me (laughs) and I got a message from (laughs) Dean asking me about it, if I'd be comfortable. I was like, look, hashtag Mountie for life. But I understand (laughs) that if it's for the better of the team, that yes, I'm okay to be drafted, like traded away. 
Um, Cause like, I want them to do well in future years, not just when I'm there anyway, but because it was to dynamos potentially, they like he Simo never said anything to me. It was his like mm. my gym had to tell me. So I guess I know that like everything's on the up and up regarding to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll often ask a few questions, not even thinking like that it would be a breach of privacy for him to answer it. And he goes, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just like, oh, yep, cool. Didn't even consider it. And then, like, just get on with that, whatever we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maddie. Yeah, I think for me, the outside looking in would be just how much time and dedication the GMs, like, truly spend on their team. I, Tom is always on Discord helping out other players or – I think it's called out of the park, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's always on that, like <laughs> testing players and testing the 66ers. So he is just so dedicated and is always there to help people. And I think see, I see like more of that from him. I see how long, how much time he really puts into the league and how much he really cares about the league and for all of the players individually. So I think that's mm-hmm. the the main point for me. Yeah. I, I, there's been plenty of times me and him have been up late messaging back and forth. Oh, I tested this. Oh, I tested this. Oh, he can test <laughs> this for me. And it's just like, it, it, I was helping out before I was GM, you know, he would ask me to test this out for him and test things out and stuff like that. I think I've done a couple of uh, bougie tests for him as well. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but um definitely seeing it as a gm now it's he you know he especially tom he, you know him being a gm and ho it's so weird to call him tom <laughs> 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 but um it, he does give a lot to the league and definitely um so i, I definitely can see where you're coming from with that yeah well yeah it's been super fun just getting your insight into pme and um having a chat to you about it but we are like we'll move on into recaps from the week that has been but before we do I know that Shu last week when we were interviewing him said that he was putting a lot of work into the championship week tasks I don't know if you guys have looked at them mm-hmm. um yep they're really cool <laughs> I was yes uh, I... yeah he uh, he's done a great job with the new championship week task and it gives a little new opportunity to a lot of people that don't like to write or don't want to podcast or can't you know don't want to create graphics or anything like that so he's done a great job Jess what were you going to say? Agree yeah. I already did mine so that's how you know it's a good one <laughs> yep. the kids have gone to bed and I'm looking at it's like oh my gosh these are all really cool I only have to do four like which four am I going to decide to do and mm-hmm. look I normally do really a lot of writing ones um not super into the whole graphic side of it but then um so last championship week I started making a little um Mountie mascot and the time and effort that went into <laughs> that I was just like um I'm not doing this for like two TPEs worth for championship week up. <laughs> I'll put it as a media yeah um like a graphics media and like finished it anyway 
But then, of course, aviators are like, where's ours? And I'm like, well, I'm not technically part of the team yet. <laughs> um, anyway, I was working <laughs> on that during like the season and so I finished it and I was like yes I I, I can do this one for two TP that's fine like <laughs> but no they're just really cool and the whole out of the park ones I um good work shoot um I know that he said he was putting a lot of time into them anyway um hopefully other people around the league and not just us select four also enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway minus recap getting into not the good stuff because the interview is also the good stuff, but um, other good stuff adjacent. <laughs> so, Madison, if you want to take it away with the minors. Yeah. Standing on top, no surprise here, 66ers, been up there. No one can, no one can take us down from the top. And as Maddie mentioned earlier, we – Again, broke the record numbers of win for this season. Did it last season and again this season. So we are doing pretty good in the minors. And we have Dallas on top for the East Division. And let's see what we got. Well, Benny is just broke his 21-game streak against the Armadillos. So that was very impressing, impressive and disappointing at the same time. Sorry that you lost that amazing streak. <laughs> it happens. I think this is like my <laughs> second or third 20-game hit streak in, in the minors. <laughs> so you're used to it. It's nothing special to, for you. And it's always stopped at 21. It's never gone past 21, never got to 22. It's always been 21 games. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a lot of 66ers sitting on top for the stats this week. Um, we do have Dallas sitting up top for batting average. Oh, I'm gonna not going to say all these names right, but <laughs> we have um, Christus, Christus from Dallas sitting on top with a .349 batting average. And we have two 66ers tied at 5.7 war. So congrats, Benny, on that. And we have another 66er on top miles ahead with 35 home runs this season. So glad to see a lot of 66ers representation. I mean, it and makes sense for so many yes, of you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Uh, for pitching, we have Robert Grimes on top for wins with 17 and another 66er right behind him with 15. Then for ERA, another 66er, 2.07, and Robert Grimes in second place. So really, 66ers are just dominating the stats. So love seeing that. And for leading strikeouts, we have Jack Brady with... 134 from Kansas. So congrats, everyone, for a great week. Well, like a great season. Like, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, you guys are taking it away. Just running with it. Okay. Um, and if we head into the majors. So as we mentioned before, I did get called up, which is pretty exciting. Um 
there was a bit of a discussion of so I'd been called up and then my GM messages me and AW's like, um, just so you know, and I didn't really know until now either that this might take you out of rookie of the year run like eligibility. And I was like, oh man, okay. My update page has already moved over to aviators. So like moving it back to Mounties um, is just going to get way too much. But I thought about it and I was just like, oh, I really don't know like what I want to do with this. Um, except I remember in all of my scouting when I was looking at, well, when people scouting me to head into majors, one thing I said was I'm here for the team. Like, yes, it would be great if Tex could play super well, like everyone wants their player to play well. Um, but what's better for the team is what I'm happy with. So, you know, Benny, if you move up next season, are you moving up next season? Uh, yes, yeah. I, I believe the conversation I have with CMAC is uh, being pulled up for this next season. Okay. So, you know, if you do amazingly well as Rookie of the Year, um, I might not be in the competition with you. So just saying <laughs> it might not be as satisfying <laughs> as a win. <laughs> um, I think there are discussions about playing me one in every X amount of games, so I'm still eligible. But if it just gets too hard, well, I've said I'm okay with <laughs> taking a step back um, and, like, doing – taking a step back from being eligible is what I'm saying. Anyway, so mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, Outer Banks sitting there on top, just like 66s are for the minors. So it's great to be able to talk about a team that's winning. Um, <laughs> although I would really enjoy being in Aviators, even if they weren't winning, because that locker room is good fun too. So they've got a three-game lead, which is really great to see. It was a bit... We were a bit worried, I think, during last week, but then all the other top teams lost the same amount that we lost, so it didn't put us in a disadvantage. So that's good to see. Um, but, yeah, so we have not been in the playoffs since season 14. So that is a long time. Um, considering Nashville, who are also in the playoffs, um, I think we're created in season 12. So um, I could be wrong there. I did I have to ask for help with because I couldn't find it in the index anyway. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much the same time that they've never been in the playoff race that we haven't either but still been in uh, franchise form. <laughs> anyway, uh, although <laughs> this is our biggest winning percentage, so that's pretty cool to see. Um. Oh, again, talking about myself. So obviously last year had a really good war. This year wasn't so crash hot. I think it was about 2.4. Um, and then moving through close the way through the season, it makes complete sense. But your stats reset, don't they? <laughs> so I did the, la <laughs> the last, <laughs> last uh, the exclamation point P and whatever else saw my stats. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's all gone. Um, although I did have that really good first careers game, whatever else, and I was talking to Simo, I was like, oh, my war is 0.0. .0. He goes, yeah, you're lucky it's not <laughs> negative. I'm like, what? I just had no clue <laughs> that your war could be negative. So 
at least it didn't go negative, but I am at a total of 0.2 right now. So, which looks lovely at the end of the season. <laughs> um, I have been negative before, so it's okay. <laughs> Definitely oh, yeah, I've been negative since I got <laughs> to the happened. major. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy. I think this is the first year I was not negative and I was zero. <laughs> I just didn't know that it was a thing. Like, anyway, again, with the little that I know about baseball. <laughs> anyway, and similes. Um but, yeah, so, no, it's good to see. So we're three games ahead of uh, Scorpions. And I guess out of all of our leading teams, and if you've done your um, the playoff predictions, you'll see that obviously, or, and if you watch streams and if you're not living under a rock, um, Aviators, Ruggeroos, Voyagers, Scorpions, Sloth Stars are all in the playoff race, uh, which makes sense because, you know, looking through the history index, they're the main teams that I've always been winning, um, except for Stars and Aviators. So it's good to see some new teams in that race. It's good to see some old teams that are, you know, consistently on a winning streak because their GMs are doing something right. Um, but I guess that, like, it's, yeah, it's good to see that fresh blood in there. So hopefully... Hopefully, aviators can pull it off this season um, and it would look really good in the index if next to 2040 was Outer Banks Aviators. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, now having a look at the uh, players, I feel as though the more that I prep for the podcast and the more that I read the index and everything, I can talk about these people's names without seeming a bit fraudulent because I kind of know who they are now, not just like, oh, yeah, this person and this person. <laughs> um, anyway, again, like a lot of the 66s and the minors, obviously your top performing teams have a lot of top performing players in them and that's where they get where they are. So there is a lot of OBX and um, – New Orleans and the Sloths, all in those uh, leaderboard positions. But we've got Red Arrow from uh, Sarasota at for the batting average of 0.335. Um, <clears throat> sorry, San Antonio with uh, their on-base percentage, which is 0.398. I think that's pretty good. Like, well, they're first on the leaderboard, so, of course, it's pretty good. Um but I guess now that, like, you kind of move into the majors, you see what other players can do and how can I get my player to replicate that or be as good as that. Um, and I guess that's where the sim testing comes in, doesn't it? And I don't really have time for that. So um, anyway, as I said, we do have a lot of those top-performing players in there, so that's good to see. Um, I did notice that P. Beecham has kind of left those um leaderboards which is oh yeah hot start <laughs> ice cold now <laughs> it's okay <laughs> I to the all-star game <laughs> um, yeah i was like glad he did that in the front half and not the back half. <laughs> yeah a lot of people in my obx are saying that they're good in the second half of the season so always miss out on all-star games but if it was just reversed it would be sweet <laughs> 
Um, I would love it if he could just play well consistently the whole season. That'd be great. (laughs) Isn't that everyone's goal? (laughs) Um, Anyway, but yeah, so even uh, Connor McDavitt, he's got a few there on the board. Um, Also, I didn't realise that, like, again, being fairly new into sim leagues, um, you could retire a player, obviously not um, contribute any TPE to them, but then have recreated. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. that CMAC was Connor McDavid. Is it? Is that? Am I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. So <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, but Tom Riddle, like CMAC's in the Mounties. Like anyway, it took me a bit to realize that. No, that's a thing. You can uh, retire your player. So um, that's good to see. And I saw on his Twitter that he also made his career goal of a 30 war. So hats off to that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So then if we head into the um, pitching, again, I'm going to, full disclaimer, I know very little about baseball stats, even less about pitching. Um, But what I can see is, once again, OBX, quite high up there with innings pitched and shutouts going to my GM Walker Cato with their player. Um, anyway, it's, yeah, it's fun to see that, um, that Choate's up there and um, with his winning percentage and Austin Bentley has made a few here and we were talking last week that this is pretty much one of his best seasons. Um, so it's good to see that, um, you know, we've got quite a few. I think there's more of a variety of names in the pitching than there are in the uh, fielding and batting. Well, batting, there's no fielding. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, hopefully aviators can pull it through and get us the win for that. But we'll no doubt have a lot to talk about next podcast relating to playoffs and either how well or how terribly we've each done. Um, but we <laughs> did open up questions once again on Twitter and once again Blow Pop came through with uh, a question. So he asks and what well, says, some people like to buy into the immersion of persona of building of, uh, in the building of their players, do either – Madison or I do that and if so what are some fun or interesting personality traits that we've decided our players should have so I know that listening to their podcast um, for example this isn't what he wrote this is me talking now (laughs) Um, his player Wallaby Hickam's actually bats with his eyes closed so that's what like what he's getting at with any um little quirks and I guess besides the loving peanut butter quirk that we know Parker has um I don't think I I don't think Tex Walker really has any um things like that except for I did put it in an article once that um the few quirks that I would say he has is that as he goes up to bat he engraves like his player number that's on his bat engraved on his bat um just like runs his finger over it a couple of times but that could probably be more superstitious than actually um persona building um and that you can consistently see him walking around in shorts a t-shirt and flip-flops which 
not all Australians call them flip-flops, but we won't get into that. Um, and then, which he should be able to do more in Kingston, uh, more in Outer Banks than in Kingston, just due to the weather. <laughs> anyway, um, Madison, does Bougie have any quirks or something that you've built into her persona or storyline? Not really. Honestly, my kind of thought process going through, I mean, obviously Tom is so helpful when locating my TPE, but he'll kind of ask me like, do you want to steal or do you want power hitting? And then it just, it's kind of an in the moment decision. (laughs) So I don't have much planning or persona going into my player. It is really (laughs) based on what I'm feeling in the moment. So I don't really have a persona for my player, but she is doing pretty well. So I'll give her that. (laughs) Uh, While we're here with Maddie and Jess, do you guys have any specific things in mind that you can recall that you've built into your player's character? I mean, how long do we have? <laughs> well, we've breached the hour. I have a lot of a lot of a lot of nonsense. I lean really hard into the uh, Parker is from Las Vegas and is yet like the least loud person ever. I like that little contradiction there. Um, he has a peanut necklace that is his good luck charm, and he does touch that when he goes up to bat. So um, that's his little superstition. Um, he also uh, just avoids talking to people as much as possible. And usually has headphones in. <laughs> so, I mean, there are countless other things I could say. So I will stop there before I get carried away. But uh, that, the the narrative is my uh, my strong point. That's not a, that's the, not like the, the afterthought. Because I, I, don't, I don't know anything about the actual uh, sim engine. So all of the narrative is my, uh, that's, that's what I bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Um, for Benny... Um... Uh, so I kind of wrote it in my introduction PT, but I, you know, my persona is basically Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot. Yep. Uh, I don't wear cleats; I wear PF Flyers. Yeah. Um, if you if you're not aware of PF Flyers, they're basically Converse. That's what they are. They're just a special version. Um, I have I played, you know, in the Sandlot, and that's where I harnessed my craft to becoming a baseball player and played with a bunch of my friends and. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I have a dog named Hercules. That's basically uh, <laughs> Benny's persona. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I um, I this week was considered- I forgot about Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> the most important person in the Beecham household is Fancy, his bearded dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I don't know. I was thinking about other leagues. And I was like, oh, do I do this? Do I really have the time? And then I was like thinking about what other leagues there were. And I know that like with the affiliate leagues, you've got the hockey being one of them. And I know that Jess, you're in the hockey. And I was like, oh, so in Australia and we have kids. So it's often on the TV, Bluey, which is a kid's TV show. If you haven't watched it, I am fully supporting that everyone go watch it. You don't have to be a parent. It's on Disney plus for you Americans. Um, and the mum is well they're blue and red healers which is a very Australian dog the mum plays hockey it's not ice hockey but it's still hockey and I was just like if I joined the hockey league 
I could be Chili Healer. And for me, I would have a lot more of a story and could write about that than I know nothing about hockey. (laughs) Anyway. I love this. Yeah. So I was just like, if I join another league, it's probably going to be hockey because I've got a good character in mind. And then I would be able to fully answer Blowpop's question with that character. (laughs) Anyway, no other questions for us today given in by our listeners, which is great. They know that we will answer them if they put them to us. Um, But that pretty much wraps us up for today. Uh, Thank you so much, Jess and Matty, for joining us. It has been a great time chatting with you. Um, And we hope that your 66's playoff journey goes well um, or your extended break goes well. Sorry, Jess. So much fun. (laughs) It's fine. I'll find some nonsense to write about. I'll be fine. (laughs) The media graders keep up their job. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep them busy. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. So thank you so much. I know that it's like midday and it might not always be the best time, but you guys made it work, which is fantastic. We, uh, Madison and I both really appreciate it. So we Thank you for having me. Oh, good. Our pleasure. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Anyway, thank you for listening to Women in PBE, which is from our perspective it has been a fun little chat and we will see you next week bye everyone